Hello and welcome to the No Breaking Podcast. We're here on location at the Los Angeles Auto Show. And this time with me, out the front of the KPMG Automotive Executive Forum Theater, I've got Mr. Robert Bollinger from Bollinger Motors. Hello. How are you doing today, Robert? Good. Thanks for having me on. No, no. Thank you for making yourself available. I mean, I know it's been a, it's more of a spy mission for you, this one, this trip, isn't it? Right, right. Yeah. We're not uh, presenting anything. We're all back in Michigan, hard at work, except for me. So I flew out just Well, to, you're uh, hard at work at a different kettle of fish. I mean, here you are, right. like, uh, uh, going incognito, one might say. Right. Trying to get, uh, find out what the opposition is right. maybe up to. Right. See, uh, see the reveals, uh, see them up close, take pictures, get a feel for it all. Yep. And how's, how's that been going for you so far, since it's day two of the, of the, the trip? Good. So yesterday saw the Rivian reveal, mm-hmm. and then today the Jeep Gladiator reveal. Um, yeah, those, those were the, main, the two main things I wanted to see. And, and how were you impressed by them, or what was the standards of thought? Yeah, the, the Rivian, because they've been so uh, close-lipped, or whatever the term is, you yep. know, they've been keeping it all very close to the vest. Um, so that was impressive. They have it very buttoned up, good thinking in there, great presentation, so it's, it's really well done. Yeah, I mean, it looks, when you get up and close and personal to it, it looks really good. It looks nicely polished, I will yeah. say that. Yeah, and it's uh, nicely, um, it's nicely not in our area of what we're doing. Yeah. So we're both trucks, we're both EV, but they are, you know, they even say the word luxury and they're going for that seven seater kind of thing and, and try to be um, something that a lot of people will like, you know, and we're going more like, hey, we made a truck that we wanted and if you don't like it, you don't need to buy it. Yeah. So <laughs> speaking kinda. of that, let's tell us about your, your trucks and what you guys have been doing and what you're working on and bringing to market. Yeah. So we uh, launched here actually last year our um, two-door B1. Mm-hmm. So we showed that last year, and uh, we had our own reveal, and then we had it at SEMA, and then the LA Auto Show was our first public viewing of it. It was great. We had a, amazing feedback, and since our reveal, we now have 25,000 reservations for it online. Which is no pressure, obviously. No pressure. No pressure whatsoever. No money down. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> on, on us, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Total pressure, yeah, exactly. So um, it's all going great, and we're doing our own thing, and so um, now we're building the four-door prototype, and we revealed uh, in renderings our four-door pickup uh, just a, like a month ago. So both of those... Which looks real cool, Yeah, thanks, way. thanks. I love the pickup. That's, that's my baby. That's the one I want. So... Um, we are building both of those fully operational. We uh, updated our vendors to better batteries, better boners, all this kind of stuff. So we are um, incorporating all that stuff. And this is the next level right behind or right ahead of, let's say, production. Sure. So these are, will be pretty much the production-ready prototypes. Okay. Whereas the, the one we revealed here, which fully operational, amazing. This is the one in all the videos mm-hmm. that we tested all over the country and on test tracks and the mountains and everything. That one um, was hand-built. So it's, it's our next generation for us of engineering. Now, if we take a step back now, I mean, how did all this start? How did all this come about? Because, I mean, you didn't really – you've got a rather unique and eclectic background, one might say, into going into creating and building an EV truck. I started in the right way. (laughs) I went to school for industrial design specifically for – to become an automotive person of some sort. But it was an industrial design degree. Um, And then – Where did you go to school? I went to Carnegie Mellon in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And it was a great program. And I interviewed for automotive. And they were like, you don't have any automotive. So I was like, oh, let me go back to school. So, but first, let me get a job to pay for that. And because some, funnily uh, enough, school's kind of expensive. Yeah, and then like you never quite make enough money to go back to grad school if you're trying it that way. So, yeah. uh, I just went down the uh, marketing, advertising, 
world in New York, and because uh, that was where I got my first job. So I went out there, and uh, then that parlayed into meeting my friend John, who needed help with his logo for his hair, for his shampoo. And then that started a, a long journey of uh, eventually becoming partners in that company. Which is why I've got such a lovely head of hair on your health right, exactly, right now. Yeah, and I cut my own hair, so it's like I chopped it all off, so I don't even need any product now. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, just like a crazy weird journey, but it all led up to being able to do this because we sold the company and that's been the funds that started the whole thing. So to drive it. yeah, we to go out and say, hey, let's try to raise a few million dollars to put the, this thing together that we don't quite know what it is yet wouldn't have happened you know who would give us that so it's it's it all worked out and you guys are based well the, the Catskills right yeah we just moved from there so we've been that's where you built the first vehicle okay. that's where all of us were for the first two years mm -hmm. and we just moved to the Detroit area okay. this year and I'm, I'm assuming that's probably because there's all this is there like Motor City or something yeah to yeah do they, with have, they know a little something there yeah so uh, uh, we had to move to where we could hire people because mm -hmm. uh, I was gonna willing to make the jump to a startup, but they weren't necessarily willing to make the jump to a startup in New York. Yeah, because I was going to say, because so. in the Catskills, I mean, aside from uh, Rip, Rip Ben Winkle and, yeah. and Dirty Dancing, I mean, I wasn't really sure well, what you know, was... That's, yeah, that's good to know, yeah. Look, I exactly. mean, that's I try and keep up to date yeah. on my things. I do my background research here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how are you finding Detroit then? I mean, it's a little bit different. I mean, how's life back on the farm? Do you get to still work and all that with that into it? Uh, yeah, so I, uh, we moved everything. I'm, I live in Detroit. Our I mean, obviously, it's still, they're both still cold. I mean, I don't want to be like <laughs> comparing, comparing and contrast California here to right, uh, Southern right. California, I should say. Yeah, um, yeah I, I'm, I'm used to the whole weather thing up there. I uh, grew up in Pittsburgh, mm -hmm. then I lived in New York, then I lived in the Catskills in New York, so Detroit. So all that is, I just know all that. You know, but um, yeah, I love Detroit. It's, you know, as everyone knows, it's been up and coming for a while now. So it's a great little town and and of course that's where all the expertise is that we need so it's been great and and what's the transition like going from making sort of like making a prototype and then going from prototype into sort of looking to actively like push this out to those twenty five thousand people that are looking to, to right. take one of these home right. with them yeah so when we do have a price point when we announce our srp and have more details and all that kind of stuff and it really comes time to buy it it'll be you know, we're not going to be making 25000 mm -hmm. you know. Uh, we're going to be ultra-low volume at first, um, and then those people who first buy it, great, we'll make it for them. So I'm not sure exactly what those numbers are going to be yet, but what we've been doing for or the year and a half since the prototype was made is talking to vendors who can make the pieces for us in a production way. So we, all of the CAD has been updated to production level. We, you know, talking to how to manufacture it, you know, all the, all the things that had to happen to the CAD to make it production ready. We've been doing all that work for the year and a half. And so that's almost done. And the vendors that we've lined up to make things. So we have, you know, one company that will make the body in white for us mm -hmm. and, stay, you know, create that for us and make big major components for us. And then we'll assemble it, you know, from there. And then how how has it been? If you could also sort of take a step back and just talk us through the design process. I mean, what was it that, that where did, why did you want to head towards this, this like, iconic look that you've gone for? Um, one, it's my aesthetic. So mm -hmm. I just like um, older vehicles in mm -hmm. general. But the biggest factor was, I said from the beginning, because you can design forever. And, like, what's a good design, what's not, not a good design, you know, it's up to debate. And you can, you know, talk about that for hours. But what makes the decision right then and there when you need to make a decision. And so I told myself when we first started this, it was whatever makes it simple and whatever makes it happen. 
And so when we were first talking about body panels, it was about stamping them. Mm -hmm. And so then you're talking to vendors about making your form, and then you have to stamp it. And then that, to make that form is 18 months, and it's $2 million, and it's all this craziness. And we're like, we just want to make this ourselves with our own hands as much as possible. And so it was flat panels. And I, I was like, great, that's perfectly what I, that's exactly what I want. So all the decisions came out of need uh, uh, and the ability for us to make it by hand. So it's once you go into that flat panel look and you're in the SUV, SUT world, um, you end up being in that category of that iconic look. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like uh, and people see some Land Rover in it, some people see some Bronco in it, and it was all not – you know, intentional. It's all, it's our look. It's an updated, I think, modern twist on that rugged flat panel look. And I mean, it, it sort of like would come through as well because it's very industrial in its look as well, which fits with your background, funnily right. enough, from industrial design. Right, right. Who would have thought that? Right, right. I did, and I joked that I always drew cars and houses when I was a kid, so I kind of made a rolling house. Yeah. <laughs> so. And then, um, obviously, with the, the prototypes, you've probably put some miles on it, I'm guessing. How is it? I mean, I'm assuming it, it performs well above what you've expected. Yeah, it's great. So, yeah, the, the, the guys who engineered it, and it's all mathematical, basically. I mean, they have experience, of course, so they're bringing what they know. But when you're creating the CAD and you're doing the math and you're doing all the, all the stuff that they do, um, you know, it's, it's theoretical until you get behind the wheel. Yep. So when we first did that and it handled the way it did and it performed the way it did, I, I just, I, I kind of cried. It was just, it was incredible. It's just, and they're like, the, it's so funny. My, my, the engineers are so, uh, professional and straight, <laughs> straight laced. Of course. They're like, well, yes, that's how we designed it to happen. You know, I was like, that, I know, but it, it actually worked. It's amazing. So it's, it was, sometimes it's nice to have that feeling in yeah. the, you know, yeah. the emotions. And so we did, you know, there's handling and there's feeling stuff like that. And of course you take some data from it and you make some adjustments, but it was uh, unbelievable. And then we took it across the country, all those videos on our website to Colorado and, in Nevada and stuff like that for testing. And then we take it actually on test tracks and we benchmarks it against a number of vehicles. Mm -hmm. So we have all that data, all that data gets turned back into the CAD. Um, and then you're, you're designing in CAD, you're production ready with all those improvements. Uh, so speaking of this, how, I mean, with the focus on so much being technologically driven these days, especially with yours being a, an EV vehicle, um, how are you finding that the, with the science, how much is that progressing and then pushing you guys in regards to what you're doing? Is it sort of like hand in hand where you go and that there's the, the, you can actually physically see these changes happening sort of before your eyes kind of thing? Well, there's, there's kind of two worlds. There's the, there's the component world where we're, we're buying components from other mm -hmm. vendors, you know, yep. like, so like the onboard charger, the inverters and stuff like that, the motors, we're not making those ourselves. We mm -hmm. haven't designed those from the ground up like some other companies might be putting all their billions of dollars into doing. We're not doing that. So we're finding the best components out there. And there I would say those, for example, those components would have changed, though, for example. So when this first came through in 2014, when you were thinking about it and looking at them to what they are now. Right. Just the I'm assuming right. the vendors, when they sell yeah. you their new stock. For yeah, and, there's new, and there are new vendors. And mm -hmm. there's new motor options or new battery options. Um, and even with like the cylindrical cell, which is used by a lot of companies, new ways to package them so that they're denser, more vendors packaging them for you and providing that service and working with, with you on your specs, the way you need to have it. Um, those are more so now than they were just two years ago. So it's all great. And, um, so we're lined, we lined up, I think 
we'll, we'll, we'll be our final vendors. Okay, <laughs> so, of course, yeah. And then get this going. So um, there was a lot of work to get there because there are a lot of components out there that are made for sedans mm-hmm. and like light use and that whole thing that uh, the EV world started at. And now, um, so to find motors and gearboxes. And, and whatnot that fit our situation is which um, is a little bit bigger one bigger say. much stronger so we designed our own gearbox cj is uh headed that so uh and then we have to get someone to make our gearboxes for us which is an expensive yeah, way well, to go yeah. but we had to make it fit our situation and it's it's amazing so and it's you better make it's better do it spend the money and do it right as i'd say than to try and maybe do it to do it more than once if it's not quite hitting your right, expectations right. you lose all that time too yes. it'd be crazy so you know we have six gearboxes on the on the vehicle and so it's it, it's a lot of stuff to figure out. Yeah. So what's the next steps then for when we're moving now into to where you're going for 2019? What's the what's the next steps for you guys? So it's building the these next step these next level production ready prototypes mm-hmm. that'll be fully working, and we'll put those through another round of testing, and then we'll just start. I'm hoping to just start building them after that. Okay. You know, so it's um, there's a few different plans in the works for how we go about that so we're we're still finalizing all that kind of stuff but i really want to start making these in early 2020 that's the date we're put out there we have to hit it and we're going to so of course i mean i i fully i bought into it i'm oh, down great. great so with that with you having only twenty five thousand people that have signed up for this already if there's some a few more people that thankfully obviously listen to the podcast want to do that. What's the best way for them to find out either more information or try and sign up for it? Yeah, all on the website, BollingerMotors.com. Uh, you can look through all the videos. All the specs are on there for both the B1 and B2. And then um, in the upper right-hand corner, I think, is the Reserve Now button. So you can reserve it. Um, no money down and... Obviously, no obligation if there's no money down. So um, we keep getting people constantly, even even while we've been in uh, semi-more stealth mode, you know, sitting behind computers doing all this work, uh, engineering, we still keep getting more, you know, people every day reserving it. So it's great. Hey, it's, look, if you're in demand, you're in demand, right? right it's right. a, good, po- it's a yeah. good point to be in. Yeah. So, Robert, thank you again for taking the time here. I'll let you go so if you can go back to your stealth mission here. Right being as a spy but uh, it's the only way to go and again if you want to do it it's the best way to do it so thank you so much all right thanks a lot bye-bye